Hey guys, this is Chelsea Eithoven and you're listening to Vibrancy Radio. I spent the better part of two decades in pursuit of shrinking my body, but diet after diet, I still never felt enough. And I don't know about you, but the last word I would use to describe myself while on a diet is vibrant. After becoming a certified health and nutrition coach, I finally dropped the diets, learned to trust my body again, and rediscovered the vibrancy that was within me all along. And now I help women like you do the same. Vibrancy Radio is your new go-to resource for science-backed nutritional knowledge, major mindset shifts, and body image breakthroughs. So if you're ready to stop feeling so dang stressed about food all the time and start focusing on all the things that make you unique and vibrant, then welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back to Vibrancy Radio. I'm so happy to have you here. And if you're listening to this in the present moment, I hope that you are choosing what's best for you right now in terms of quarantine and coronavirus, whether that means you're making the most of this time and you're exercising and meal planning and doing all these things that you haven't had time to do, or if you're simply being easy on yourself and allowing yourself to kind of process the situation and take some downtime and allow yourself to kind of feel that stress that you're feeling. Either way, there's really no right or wrong answer right now. So I know a lot of people are giving suggestions. What's the better thing to do? If you, you know, there's things going around Instagram saying, if you don't start your side hustle or your exercise now, then you're lazy. And it's not because you didn't have time. It's because you're lazy. I don't think that's true. There are people that are out of a job right now are at home with kids all day that they're not really used to being, you know, at home with your kids 24/7. No matter what you're doing right now, what your days look like, you're doing the right thing for you, no matter what that is. A huge cornerstone of my beliefs when it comes to health and wellness is learning to trust your own intuition again and not listen to outside resources, including myself, when it comes to your body and your life and what's best for you. So if you're listening now in April of 2020, I want to encourage you to kind of say screw it to all the advice that you're hearing and lean into what your intuition is saying is best for you right now. It's a really great time to practice leaning into our intuition, tune out the noise and tune inward for answers. Now, that being said, I do want to be here to support you in whatever way I can. And I want to tell you about two ways that I'm doing this right now before we're diving in to the main topic of today's podcast. The first thing I want to tell you about is the absolutely free resource that I created for you, and that is a guide to social distancing and your health. The guide is in the form of an ebook, and you can download it right to your computer or your phone, and it's chock full of information that could be useful to you right now if you're in quarantine and kind of feel like you're spinning your wheels or are not really sure you want to maybe use this time to improve your health and get some good habits going, but you're not exactly sure how to do that. The ebook has nutritional strategies that could help 
be helpful to you during quarantine and some ways to structure meals and some ways to reduce snacking. And there's also a ton of ways to reduce stress and anxiety, which is at an all time high, I think nationwide right now. There's some useful work from home tips that have helped me really transition. I just started working from home full time in January and was on the struggle bus when it came to productivity in the beginning. And I have put together a list of things that really worked for me that could maybe help you if you're also transitioning to working from home and that's been difficult for you. I have a bunch, there's a bunch of self-care tips that are not just a face mask and a bubble bath because I think self-care goes way deeper than that. And last but certainly not least, there is a master list of free at-home exercises and resources to try right now to get your body moving. So many different companies are coming out and providing free versions of their workouts. They're providing free streaming of their exercises online. It's so amazing how many companies are making their services either free or very affordable right now. I have personally been doing Sculpt Society workouts at home and they're so much fun and I've been doing them for free for three weeks. So if you download this ebook and you look at it on your computer, then you will get all of the resources to the free free workouts and you can actually click on each resource. So let's say it says Sculpt Society, you click right on it and if it's underlined, that means it's a link and it'll bring you directly to the website where you can start working out for free right then and there. So if you want this free guide, then I put the link in the to download it in the show notes and you can grab it there. That's the first thing that I'm doing right now to provide you some help in this unprecedented time. And like I said, so many businesses are providing their services for free or reduced price right now. And that really inspired me to do the same. That's kind of the beauty of owning your own business is you get to choose the prices, right? For many people right now is the time to cut unnecessary expenses. Absolutely. If it's not of value, cut it out. We don't need it. However, an investment is drastically different than an expense. An investment will pay you back tenfold. And investing in your health and your relationship with food and your body and improving your mindset is an investment that will pay you back time and time and time again for the rest of your life. When you can improve your health, then you have more energy. When you have an overflow of energy, you can use that energy to improve other areas of your life. And not to mention, when you free up space in your brain and you make your relationship with food and your body easy, you spend less time thinking about what you're eating and therefore you have more time to spend on the things that make you vibrant and the things that make you happy and spend time with the people that you enjoy and you're not stressing about food the entire time you're out to eat with them or whatever the situation is. So the positive, the positivity kind of cycles upward from there. It's a cycle of positive changes. The Vibrancy Guide is a the 13-week health coaching program that I created for women just like you and just like me that wanted to improve their relationship with food and their body. Women who want to stop having this process feel like an uphill battle and learn to work with their body and their brain instead of against it to achieve their ideal body weight and 
improve their body image and improve their relationship with food for good. We're going to dive deeper in the vibrancy guide than you probably ever have when it comes to food and body issues. And because we're going to dive deeper, the change is longer lasting. It is deeper and it will make a big difference in every area of your life, not just what you put on your plate. Now, up until now, the Vibrancy Guide has been a one-price-fits-all program. There's one price. It hasn't really changed since the beginning, and I released this program. And payment plans were available, of course. You could break it up into monthly payments. However, right now, I want to extend a special offer to anyone who is interested. For the months of April and May of 2020, if you're listening in the present moment, that is now, uh, and that this could be extended for longer depending on how long quarantine goes on and how long the financial repercussions are happening after coronavirus. So the pricing for the Vibrancy Guide will be on a sliding scale basis. That means that payments will be based off of your budget, off what you feel comfortable paying each month, and what we can make work for you. So on the application call, we'll have a back and forth discussion and talk about what can you fit into your monthly budget and we'll make that work. Because I truly believe from the bottom of my heart that everyone deserves to be vibrant. Everyone that struggles with food and body image issues, they deserve to improve their relationship with food and their body and come out of the other side of these struggles and finally stop hopping from diet to diet in search of happiness that they're simply looking for in the wrong places. And in order to make this program available to more people, I felt the right thing to do right now is to have you help me decide the price. I've never done this before, and I will probably never do this again, to be honest, but you never know. Never say never. But the application, so if you're interested, then... I would encourage you to apply for the Vibrancy Guide right now. The application is in the show notes, and once you apply, the application will take about 10 minutes to fill out, you'll be directed to my schedule to book an application call. And on the call, you can ask me any questions you have, we can talk about the program, and you can tell me about your goals, and we can decide together if TVG, or the Vibrancy Guide, is the right program for you. If not, then absolutely no worries. I do have a network of health coaches that I know, and I can refer you to some of the other, somebody else that might fit your needs better. You can kind of think of health coaches like you think about regular coaches, right? Like a baseball coach you would go to for help with baseball, a cheerleading coach you would go to help for, you go to for help with cheerleading. You wouldn't really go to a baseball coach and ask them about cheerleading, right? So you that health coaches are the same exact thing. We all have kind of our specialty niches, whether it be gut health, whether it be, uh, you know, people who have dieted their entire life and really want to get out of that dieting cycle. There's so many different specialties that we have. And if what you need is not what I provide, I will send you in the direction of somebody that can help you. So if you're here for it and this sounds amazing to you, go to the show notes to apply and I can't wait to talk to you. Okay, let's get on to the topic of today's podcast. I want to talk about the most misused word in the fitness industry, in my opinion. And I'm sure you know what that is because you saw the title of today's podcast and it is the word willpower. Oh my gosh, how many times have you heard someone say that they just need more willpower? 
if I just had the willpower like you, I could be skinny like you, right? I need to have more willpower tomorrow. I really messed up today. I was so bad. Or I don't have enough willpower. I can't resist the bread basket whenever donuts are in the break room. I just don't have the willpower to say no. I need more willpower. Or something else that's a little different but also related is when people say, I know what to do. I just don't do it. Somebody said this to me on the phone the other day, and I thought, well, isn't that crazy? Why is that? We know what to do, but we just don't do it. We blame it on willpower. We say, I don't have enough willpower. I know what to do, but I don't have the willpower to follow through. Now, here's what's wrong with this, and here's why I think this word is so misused. We talk about willpower like it's something that we can create more of. We need more. That's the problem. I don't have enough. So I'm going to do a little comparison here. An example of a resource that we can create more of is money. And we talk about willpower almost like it's money, right? We have the power to make more money if we want on an individual basis. First of all, we can start a side hustle. We can switch careers so that we can create more income for ourselves. We can get a raise in our career. Money is an infinite resource. We can always create more of it. And we talk about willpower like it's this, like we need to create more somehow, but we don't really know how, right? And on a larger scale, money is an infinite resource because we produce and create money every single day. You can go to a mint and see money being printed off of printers every single day. By the way, has anyone watched Money Heist? That show is so good. It takes place in a mint in Spain, which is what made me think of it. But if you're looking for a good Netflix binge right now during quarantine, look into Money Heist. It's really good. But anyways, uh, we talk about willpower as though it's a resource that we can create more of like money. But in actuality, it's more useful to think of willpower like a non-renewable resource. We have to learn how to waste it less and use it on things that we really want to use it on because we cannot create more of it. And this is so important. This simple mindset shift can change the entire way that we view willpower and the entire way that we structure our process of changing our bodies, changing our lives, really change in any way, shape, or form. So some examples of non-renewable resources are oil, natural gas, coal, things like that. We as a society are learning to conserve these resources. We are learning how to change the way we do certain things like operate cars, right? We're coming out with hybrid cars and and cars that plug in. (laughs) Um, And we're doing this in order to save these non-renewable resources that we know if we don't come up with new solutions, they will eventually run out. And this is how we need to start thinking about willpower. We need to know it will eventually run out and make a plan that way versus coming up against the same problem over and over and over again and saying, I don't have willpower, I don't have enough, but not really knowing how to have a solution to it. So today I'm going to give you a solution to this problem. So your daily dose of willpower, like I said, is a non-renewable resource. We can also think about willpower as forcing your brain to do something it's not 
used to doing. And this is a finite resource. What it actually boils down to is decision fatigue. Your brain can only make a certain amount of decisions per day. And once it reaches that limit, we are much more likely to go into autopilot and fall back into habits that we already have that feel easy and effortless. So you also have to remember that you are making decisions all day, every day. It's not just when it comes to health and fitness. You are, you're constantly making decisions. It's not only these decisions that you're thinking are sucking up your willpower or creating decision fatigues. It's, it's decision fatigues. <laughs> it's decisions that are happening all day, every day. Now let's go back to that auto, autopilot. Our brain really likes to go into autopilot. One thing that's really good to know about our brain is that there are different parts of the brain that have different functions. The part that I like to call your critter brain, which is the brain stem or the limbic brain, is pretty much only concerned with your survival. This is the part of the brain that's responsible for putting us into autopilot and creating habits. If you think about our Paleolithic ancestors or cavemen in the Stone Age, they also had this part of the brain like we do today. And it was really useful to conserve energy for survival because you never knew when you were going to have to run from a lion or tiger or other predator. So to save mental energy, we formed habits that became autopilot. It was also useful to conserve energy in a physical way because, like I said, you'll be able to run away from a predator, but mental energy can be saved so that you can have sharp thinking when a dangerous situation arises. And in order to save that mental energy, we form habits that become what we're calling autopilot. Then our brain has to work less or really hardly at all to perform these certain habits. It's kind of like when you drive home from work. Have you ever driven home from work and then you realize you don't remember the drive at all because you were daydreaming and you're like, whoa, I don't remember putting my foot to the pedal. I don't remember turning my blinker on. Like what just happened? I can't remember because I was thinking about something that happened at work or daydreaming about my upcoming vacation, whatever it is. This is your brain on autopilot. Kind of crazy. And we have so many autopilot habits that we're doing now, and that's always the path of least resistance. And depending on what your autopilot habits are that you've created, these are the actions that you've repeated over and over and over again, this could be very, very, very good for your health and wellness or very, very, very bad for your health and wellness, right? I'm assuming that you're listening to this podcast because there are some things that you want to shift in your life. Or maybe you want to have that feeling of having more willpower, like we were just discussing. So, taking a sip of my chai tea, sorry. Now that we have all this background knowledge, I want to talk, talk about something. So just for the fun of it, Let's explore what happens when we don't work with our brain, when we work against this concept and we don't take into consideration the fact that willpower is a limited resource, right? It's a precious resource that we can't create more of. What happens typically, and I think we see this a lot, is that we decide to overhaul our entire life at once, right? Right? 
We want to wake up tomorrow and start meal prepping, start our exercise regime, start eating veggies. We want to stop laying on the couch. We want to stop drinking soda. We want to stop drinking so much alcohol. We want to stop consuming sweets. Wake up, new year, new me, right? New year is such a exciting time because we have all these expectations of being this completely new person. And it's really, really very exciting, right? So you start, so let's say it's Monday morning and you're starting this new, new week, new me, (laughs) and you wake up and you do your morning routine, you meditate, you resist your sweets, you resist soda. They even bring donuts in at work and you resist them and you're doing so good. You go to the gym for two hours. You're doing amazing. And then all of a sudden, whether it be the end of the day or the end of the week, or, you know, mid-afternoon on Wednesday, all of a sudden, you can almost feel that willpower has just drained out of you. It was feeling kind of easy and like it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't exactly super easy, but you were still motivated and you had enough willpower to say no to the things that you wanted to say no to and say yes to the things that you knew would improve your health. But you get to a point where you hit a wall and your brain just feels exhausted from doing all these new things and making all these new decisions that it's not used to doing, that you started all at once. You are reaching decision fatigue and it's no longer exciting and fun. It's just downright hard and you don't want to do it. You don't want to go to the gym. You don't want to take the time to prep your meals. It feels uncomfortable and you want to go back to your old habits. In fact, you don't just want to go back to your old habits. You almost feel you wish you could stay where you are now, but you almost feel possessed by your old habits. Like you can't say no to them. And you sometimes might even halfway through a bag of chips realize, oh my gosh, shoot, I wasn't even supposed to be eating chips right now. That's your autopilot. <laughs> you it almost has you do these actions without your consent. You're possessed by these old habits and you don't have any more willpower. You fall back into these old habits. You sit on the couch, you eat all the snacks, you drink all the wine, and then you get mad at yourself that you didn't have enough willpower and the week is ruined. So you might as well just eat whatever you want the rest of the week and start again on Monday or start again tomorrow, whatever it is. And you blame it on your lack of willpower. How many times have you done this? Have you ever done this? I know that I had, I did this over and over and over again for probably, I would say, the better part of 20 years before I realized there's not something wrong with me. There's something wrong with the system. Also keep in mind, like I said, that you're not the will, your willpower is not just going towards your decisions that have to do with health and wellness. The decisions you make, you're making decisions all day, every day and using willpower for things that you don't want to do, like tasks at work and you know, complete, uh, responding to emails and completing family obligations, like taking your kids where they need to go or completing an assignment. If you're in college, your willpower and your decisions are being drained all day, every day. And many people question and don't understand why it takes, why it doesn't work to overhaul your entire life at once. Why, why what we just covered doesn't work. And why am I constantly telling you to slow that slow and steady wins the race? 
And this is why, is because of willpower is a limited resource. And so now let's talk about what does work. What does work is forming habits. And what does work is forming habits one habit at a time. And it's not sexy, it's not exciting, it's not waking up tomorrow and you're a brand new you, which is why people resist it, because it's not as exciting. But what's more exciting? Doing the same thing over and over again that doesn't work? Or try something new and actually having it work? Let's talk about how to do this. You change one habit at a time. Let's say you start with exercise or even just simply movement. I think we tend to overvalue exercise and undervalue movement, dancing to some songs that you like throughout the day as you're cooking or going for a 15 minute walk two times a day, whatever it is. Let's talk about movement. You are going to solely focus on movement. Let's say you want to make your new autopilot habit to instead of coming in right now, your autopilot habit is throw your bag down from work, sit on the couch, open up a white claw and watch reality TV. That sounds really nice to me, honestly. And it you want to change that autopilot habit to being coming in from work, putting down your bag, putting on your workout shoes and going to take your dog for a 30 minute walk outside. And listening to a podcast or ebook or not ebook, a audiobook, something like that. You just want to start incorporating movement. And you want to make this your new autopilot habit. In the beginning, it's gonna take a lot of willpower just to do this one action. You're going to want to sit on the couch, but You have reserved some of your willpower, some of that limited resource just for this. You didn't try to change everything all day. So you still have some of that willpower by the end of the day to do this, to make this one change. And you focus on this one change. You use that little bit of willpower you have left every day after work to go for a walk. And you have the willpower to do it consistently day after day after day after day because you're keeping everything else the same. Because keep in mind, your willpower is also being drained from all those things that are happening throughout your day that aren't food and wellness choices. And after a little bit of time, The walking will be your new autopilot habit. You won't have to use willpower to do it because it'll be automatic. You won't feel the same resistance that you did in the beginning. And then you will be consistently walking every day after work. Every day after work, you won't even think about it. You'll, just like when you're driving, you'll be thinking about other things, but you'll be throwing down your bag and you'll be putting on your shoes and you'll be walking out the door with the dog. You will have created more after that happens you will have created more room in your willpower bank to tackle something else. Maybe the next thing you wanna tackle is starting to add veggies into your meals or cooking a meal two times a week. Let's say you don't cook at all right now and you wanna start cooking two times a week. Now you have the room in your willpower bank to start this new habit and you start the process over. You repeat the process until it no longer takes willpower or is a decision you have to make to cook two meals a week and to have veggies in those meals. It's just the way you are and it's just what you do. 
You rinse and repeat this cycle, habit after habit after habit. And even though it takes you longer than you want it to, one day you will wake up and realize that you are an entirely new you and you won't even remember why did I think it was so hard to do all these things that now I just do on autopilot. I, you know, and I think that's where there's sometimes a disconnect between fitness professionals and the people on the other end of the struggle. They say, why is it so hard for you? Just put on your shoes and go to the gym. And you say, I don't know, but it's not that easy for me. This is why. It's an autopilot habit for them. They feel zero resistance. They put on their shoes and they go to the gym and you don't have that auto, same autopilot habit. So it feels hard and resistant. And we need to bridge the gap between the people who are already at their goal and the people who want to be at the goal because the difference is autopilot habits. Not having more willpower. Those people do not have more willpower. They actually use less willpower because of this. And this is actually the experience that many of my clients have at the end of the vibrancy guide. They really can't even fathom why they thought it was so hard to do all the things that they now do automatically. And it is hilarious to me, but also makes complete sense because I went through the same transformation myself. And it's like, why did I think this was so difficult? Uh, and you, once you're on the other side, you will understand this phenomenon, even if right now it feels so far away from, from you. This is how you work with your brain instead of against it to change your habits. This is how you work smarter, not harder. And this is how you become the vibrant you you've always wanted to be and to stay that vibrant person throughout the rest of your life, not just force yourself into these new habits and then just fall back into your old habits after you no longer have the willpower to continue them. Is this all making sense to you? This is why most credible health experts will tell you that quick fixes don't work long-term because they know this background science. They know the knowledge. Uh, and that doesn't mean that everybody that you see on Instagram, by the way, is a, a credible health expert. But I want you to know this background knowledge too, because at least for me, knowing the why behind something makes it so much more likely that I'm going to do it because I'm kind of a rebel at heart. If I were to just hear this podcast on my own and I just said, change your habits, do it one at a time, end of story, it's that easy, do it. I would say, I'm not going to do that because that doesn't sound sexy and exciting, right? But hearing the background knowledge set makes me say, oh, okay, well, maybe I will give this a try. Now that I understand the why, I really need to know the why behind things. And if you're the same way, then you will really appreciate this knowledge. And I hope that you do. Quick fixes don't work for you, and you know this. If they did, wouldn't we all be living happily ever after in our best bodies, living our best lives, right? We would take that magic pill, and we would automatically be super hot and rich and happy and living our just the best life ever. Quick fixes are a dream. And at least if that pill did exist, I'm going to tell you something. I would be taking it. I'll tell you that much. The truth is, though, that this just isn't how it works, unfortunately. Uh, if I ever do hear this pill, then I'll let you know. I will for sure share that info because, I mean, then we'll just pretty, pretty much terminate this podcast. So I'll just say take the pill and that's it. Go on your happy way. But it doesn't work. So why not try something that does work 
instead versus the quick fixes. And I want to momentarily revisit that phrase in the beginning of the podcast that we said, that I said, I know what to do, but I just don't do it. And I know that you know that there is at least one thing that you could do to improve your health drastically, but you just can't seem to do it consistently. And there's no judgment here. We are all on a journey. I'm still on my own journey and I am still, there are still some things that I need to start doing consistently. No, I want you to think, what is it for you personally? What could you shift that would make a big difference for you? I'm going to start giving you an action step at the end of every single podcast. And your action step for this one is to pick one thing that you know you could do to improve your health right now and to only focus on that one thing for the next few weeks. Don't change anything else. Just change one thing about your routine. And maybe it's adding in 15 minutes of walking or exercise. Maybe it's drinking more water. Maybe it's eating veggies once a day. Maybe it's replacing your late night scrolling with meditation. Whatever it is that you feel motivated to start with, that's the right thing. That is going to be, we're going to make that your new autopilot habit. Write it down. Put it somewhere you're going to remember it each day. Maybe your fridge or somewhere on your on your mirror that you look in every single morning and create yourself a habit tracker. So write down what your habit is, exercise 15 minutes per day, right? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, check it off each day that you do it. If you want a habit tracker that I use, the habit tracker that I use for my clients in the vibrancy guide, shoot me a DM on Instagram and I will send it directly to you. And then you'll already have a pre-made habit tracker. Just fill in your habit and check it off. If you do this, tag me on Instagram. My Instagram handle is brightlightchell, so I'll also put that in the show notes. I want to see you implementing these new habits and practicing this slow and steady wins the race mentality. So let's start changing our habits. Let's create more willpower in our willpower bank. Let's work smarter, not harder. And if you have no idea where to even begin, then I think you and I both know it's time to get your application in for the Vibrancy Guide. So take a look at the show notes and get your application in today. The link is right in there. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot and share it into your stories on Instagram and spread the word. This podcast is brand new and I need your help to spread the word to others who could benefit from it. So subscribe, leave me a rating and review, share it on your favorite social platform. I would so, so appreciate any and every form of support that you could give me if you enjoyed or found any benefit in this episode. And thank you so much for spending some of your day with me. I appreciate this time that I get to spend with you. And until next time, I hope you stay vibrant and have an excellent week. Bye.